0: Everybody, uh, Baron Cindy here. We're in Deadwood, South Dakota today, <clears throat> taking a much needed vacation. You know, the Lord tells us we need to rest, and in the resting, in the time of recreation, is the time of recreation. And we just had an incredible weekend. We flew into Bismarck, North Dakota, went to Wilton where my father was born, and God just Orchestrated the whole day as we drove into Wilton, this small little coal, coal mining town. I drove right up to where my grandparents' house was. You know, the the town's all growing up now, and there's all new houses. But their house was the only one still standing. And someone was redoing it. They weren't tearing it down. They were, but it had the same roof line and everything else. And as I was standing there, a woman came out and said, "So." can I ask what you guys are doing? I go, well, I think my grandparents used to live here and she didn't know them. But I said, do you know my cousins, the Oma Yes. Mac Oma lives right next door. And I, she pointed the house. There's a new house, but it's where my auntie Katie used to live. And so we got, we got to talking to her and she gave me some rhubarb jam. And then we went over to the Ukrainian Catholic church. You know, the Ukrainian Catholic church is part of, uh, is under our Pope. You know, it's just a different right. And, uh, and I was standing there, this gentleman was walking down the street, this older gentleman. and He said, are you interested in getting in the Catholic church? And I go, well, are you Mac? And he goes, how do you know I'm Mac? So he ended up being my second cousin and he, he knew everything about me. He knew all about the TV show. He knew all about my sisters. And, and we talked for probably 20 minutes and then he says, you know, my name, my first name is McDonald. My, my last name is, people call me Mac, but they used to call me Donnie. And I go, you're Donnie Ulmerfre. I know you, he was my big growing up cousin, second cousin. And then we went to Valva, North Dakota, where I was raised as a little child and drove around there and see, saw things and went up to Minot and saw an old friend of my family, Dr. Larson's daughter, Tammy. And then we went to Powers Lake and my dad was a, champion basketball coach there. Um, They won lots of championships there. And Bob Obert was one of his players and they stayed in touch forever. Everyone, all those players kept in touch with him and called him coach. My dad was probably in his late twenties when he was winning those state championships. So the guys weren't that much younger than him. And we had a great conversation with Bob Obert and then his son Perry rides over in a heritage motorcycle. We go over to his ranch, his little ranch there. And he's got all these, the men in the man cave, I'm going to send you pictures of his man cave, his big outdoor cave where he rebuilds uh, Challengers and, and other cars, a Mustang, uh, and five motorcycles. And I saw his gun closet, I couldn't imagine his gun case, his Winchester gun case. Didn't open it, saw his horses and all of that. And then we went to the Valva High School, I mean, excuse me, Powers Lake High School, and the principal met us there. And we walked in and I saw all these old trophies that my dad had won, that the Bob Obert had won. And he, he came in with us and we took pictures with him by these old trophies from the 1950s. And that town is where I was born. And so that night I went to mass and there's a woman there, Jenny, who's helped me a couple of times when I needed original baptismal certificates. And uh, so I've been in touch with her. And so the priest there, Father uh, Corey Nelson, uh, he, he re-baptized me he got me to say my vows again I asked him if I could do that he said yes but afterwards after mass he said he said Bear's gonna do this and if you, and Bear would you come up and say a few things so I got to give a little bit of five minute exhortation and encouragement and then the young people came up and we got to encourage them and then I got to be re- rebaptized. and I saw the font the little bitty 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 font where I was uh, where I was baptized in and then we gathered for some some margaritas on the back deck of uh of one of of the church secretary's porch and chris and jenny and and uh there were no more no mosquitoes but that's what i love about catholics and father uh and what you know catholics use this expression both and you'll hear that a lot in educational classes and things like that for example it's not faith alone or works alone it's faith and works you know alone you know like james says It's not by faith alone that you are saved, but by works also. The other thing about Catholics is we don't just fast. We don't just feast. We do both, and we fast and we feast. So we had a little bit of a feast there. And then yesterday, Cindy and I just drove all the way down to Sturgis, which is like a no-man's land when when the bikers aren't in town. There's just a handful of bikers there. Um, And then came to Deadwood, and that's where we are today, the home of Wyatt Earp and Wild Bill Hickok and and uh, before they went down to Tombstone. Here there was the gold rush, down in Tombstone there was the silver rush, but we're here by a little mountain stream. I'll see if I can show you. We're just here for the night, and we're, coming, we're leaving for another road tomorrow. You can kind of see my forehead, <laughs> but there's the... And God is so good, because Cindy and I both really need this time to recover and, and recoup. I know we all need that kind of time. Hey Mike, good to see you. So today we're talking about paragraph 853, how the church is on a pilgrimage. And that's what I keep telling people Cindy and I are on. I want a pilgrimage back to the place of my youth, which is important to give you perspective. There was a statue of Jesus there, the Sacred Heart carrying the lamb over his shoulder. Now that's me, how did he take his little baby in Powers Lake, North Dakota. Moved me to California, go to, uh, you know, end up moving to Texas as a senior in high school, going to a Baptist university, getting baptized in the Catholic church, baptism of the Holy Spirit, Uh, moving to Minnesota for four winters, what was I thinking? Moving to New Mexico for a couple of years, I started my career there, and then Minnesota to continue it. And then back to Southern California, you know, the the place that I really felt home was California. Continued to surf there, had my family there. And then eventually we moved to Hawaii, 23 years ago, moved to Hawaii. And then in some miracle of miracles, Jesus uh, uh, brought this other lamb on his shoulders and we met together uh, Easter Sunday about six years ago. My wife cindy and i and so it was just really cool to see how the lord is faithful and even when you're not faithful the lord is faithful god says god says these words if you deny me i will deny you so if you deny jesus christ if you said i don't believe in you or i don't want you as lord then he has no choice but deny himself if you are unfaithful he says well, uh, lo i am always faithful so even when we blow it he's right there to work with us and to invite us back. But if we deny him, he has no choice but to deny us. And of course, that means outer darkness. And today's talk is about that narrow way. People think there's a wide way to heaven. I wouldn't take God for granted if I were you. On her pilgrimage, the church his, God is not an optional extra you tack on to, the, to that charger that Perry was working on or on your motorcycle. He's not an optional extra you add onto your computer. He's not an accessory. He's the essential. He is, he, that's what he is. His name Yahweh means I am who I am. God is existence itself. And another way to say that, to, to understand the name Yahweh is I am who I am. God is also essence in and of itself. So God in God is existence and nature. Existence and essence. And so if you have existence and if you have a nature, it comes from Yahweh, it comes from God. On her pilgrimage, the church has also experienced the discrepancy existing between the message she proclaims and the human weakness of those to whom the gospel has been entrusted. G.K. Chesterton said these words, and I see it as a real compliment. The Catholic church is full of hypocrites. And it's really a compliment he intended it that way if you know gk he always puts things on its head it's just because the catholic church doesn't change its doctrinal or moral teaching to keep up with its own weaknesses it keeps the standards that christ set moral teaching and doctrinal teaching we aspire to them we fail we aspire to them we fail but god always seeks to raise us up where you see other denominations changing them and they have a meeting every couple of years to change, or what, what, how do we want to adjust what we believe this time? What do we need to change here about uh, certain, uh, to keep up with the times in terms of moral teaching or doctrinal teaching? The Catholic church doesn't do that. So yeah, I guess we're, we're human. That's the problem with the church. It's got a lot of people in it and we blow it. And in that sense, we're hypocrites, but God is always bringing us back only by taking the way of penance and renewal. The narrow way of the cross. If you've ever walked the Via De La Rosa through the streets of Jerusalem, it's a narrow way. It's a very narrow way. Cindy and I are going to Glacier Park where I used to have my cabin. Hope I can find it again. Because uh, things have changed, but it's so remote that there was no electricity within 35 miles. and There was no neighbors. (laughs) Uh, In the wintertime when the leaves would all fall off you could see in the distance a light maybe in someone's house you know from their generator. But you look across at the glacier peaks but when you walk in Glacier Park you make a mistake you're going to drop a thousand or more feet. So you you cling to the rock face. There's even kind of like cables you know put into the rock wall as you walk these narrow faces so you can kind of hang on to them you better cling to the rock of Jesus when you're walking on the narrow way and uh, you never know what's around the corner in Glacier Park may well be a grizzly I've come across them a couple of times Um, you know you want to stay close to the rock you want to walk the narrow way and and you never know what's around the corner but Jesus does and so we're on our pilgrimage Cindy and I are on our pilgrimage and we all are so walk the narrow path, walk the Via De La Rosa, walk the cross that Jesus walked. If you wanna know where Jesus is in your life, if you wanna get close to Jesus, I recommend you find the cross that God's given you in your life and embrace it. It may be an illness. Uh, I think for most of us, it's, it's our own kuleana. I need to work, I need to provide for my family, I need to um, serve others, find a find place to serve others. And uh, like, I know Dennis Davies is just online. I think he drives up every summer or something and goes and gets one of his older relatives and brings them down here and then drives them back. It's a a self-giving. Love is self-donation, willing the true good of the other. So if you want to get close to Jesus, go to the Via De La Rosa and find your cross like Simon helped Jesus and carry it and you'll find you're probably somewhere on that narrow path with Jesus. In, for just as Christ carried out the work of redemption, talked about this with Matt Swain the other day, uh, God works. He did the work of creation and he does the work of salvation. God actually works. He works so that we can rest in our salvation. For just as Christ carried out the work of redemption in poverty and oppression, so the church is called to follow the same path if she is to communicate the roots of salvation to men. Uh, I have a favor to ask my friend Dan Barta. Dan, can you help me out uh, when you watch my catechism to post it to the man cave? I know you do that for for our good friend, Pat Gervais. It's, life's going to be hectic for me. If you can't, I fully understand. We'll get it posted there eventually. But if you do that, it'd mean a lot. So um, let you guys just enjoy this beautiful little creek here. Redwood, South Dakota. I don't know know if you see the dead wood um, falling down the bank there by the stream, but maybe that's what they named this town after that piece of wood. I don't know. What do you think, Cindy? I think they named it after that piece of dead wood. Love you guys. Sorry, I kind of went too long. Uh, Dan, if you could keep doing that for me, that would mean so much to me. I don't know if it's easy for you to do or hard, but it would mean a lot to me. We love you guys. We'll be coming to you tomorrow from Bozeman, Montana. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Love you guys. What a privilege to get to bring you the catechism.